welcome to yet another episode of our dumbass podcast. I'm we Lucia. <laughs> I'm Nikki, and we missed last week. Yeah, but it's okay because everybody needs a day off. It was also school. School was just starting, and now it's school is started. Now school is in, and I don't want to do it, so we're doing this. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I've got so much of reading to do about things that are very sad, but here that we are. fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had to finish um, the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass yesterday, oh, yeah. and wow, yeah. that's tough. I, like, you know, had to put it away a couple moments, and... Yeah, we read it in high school. It's not mm-hmm. a happy, fun time. No, no. I I'm mean, it's s- important... But, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just kind of terrifying and brutal and sad. And now it makes me like want to talk about all these sort of black adaptations or like the adaptations of black history and like what we see on film versus what's depicted and what, what is truth. But you know, today yeah. is not about that. Yeah. Although Black History Month starts tomorrow. So exactly. Week. I, I think we should definitely. Yeah. give it some time i also had to read native son which is a richard wright yeah. novel and i'm not completely done with it i'm like two-thirds in but i'm doing a course on baldwin and in that course we're we're not pro native son we're anti-native son because of yeah. baldwin didn't like it There's either it's on a native son yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um but do, do we want to introduce today's topic we'll see oh yeah um yeah, today we're going to get into um, old people. Not not just any old people, though. Martin Scorsese and Fran Leibowitz. Um, the oldest of the old. The oldest of the old. I still respect them, though. I will say, like, as much controversy as there's been in the last year or so, or I guess two years. Jesus Christ, it's 2021. Um, yeah, it's 2021. Anyway, as much controversy as there's been about um, his views on what constitutes a film, a real yeah. film. Um, or a film that deserves an audience. <laughs> you know, I still respect the films that he's made and stuff. I just don't agree with some of what he said. But um, yeah, anyway, so we're going to talk about uh, Pretend It's a City. Um, I'm sure we'll dive into some other things related, though. I'm going to actually try to stay on topic this time. It's going to happen. Nikki, make it happen for me. I, I will nod, but I will try my best. That's impossible for me to guarantee. However, we are thinking of doing like a shorter episode this time. So yeah. hopefully to our dear listener, listener as we- Whoever's listening. Yeah, whoever's listening, the void. Um, this will be a little more uh, fast paced, I guess, even though we go in so many tangents that I feel like we're already pretty fast paced. So let's just yeah. like dive into this. What do we think about Pretend It's a City and Fran and Martin, or Marty, Marty. As, as she likes well, to call first of him? All, I, should, uh, I should say first that I've always had an affinity for Martin Scorsese, not necessarily his films growing up, because, you know, young children probably shouldn't watch those movies, but um, maybe I have very strong eyebrows, as does my mm, friend Martin. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, while having never met the man myself, I've seen many photos and I have compared myself and been compared by other people apropos of nothing to him and his eyebrows and that's general. a really odd comparison to make with a young yeah. girl and an old old gentleman that's not always it's not always uh super welcome but yeah my grandfather is a my grandfather's italian from new jersey so he's right. got 
the face right. and the eyebrows for it. And I'm Mexican Italian, so I've got the face and the eyebrows for it. <laughs> anyway, um, that's the great thing to start us off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, me- wait. Okay, I've seen the whole show. You have seen how many? I've episodes? I've seen I've seen some episodes. I've seen okay. I think pretty much all the way through the um, second to last or something like that. It was very okay. late, uh, and I didn't watch that last episode because that would tip me over to like five a.m. Yeah, well, That's also about- like, but you got the gist of the whole show. It's not oh, like oh, fantastic! Yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't so think. What did What did you think? Um, I don't know. I, I think the, the concept was really weird, like, right? It's just like social commentary doesn't really have the same kind of place. And also I really didn't know. And I was like, is Fran really the 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 like influencer of that generation? Because she definitely, yeah. Cause she's like, what does she do? Right, that, that was my question. She's not a writer cause she stopped doing that. She in on Wikipedia, it says humorist. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's a little up there for me yeah and then it's sort of like akin to what um what i watch on youtube which are people just giving their opinions on certain things that are happening mm-hmm. and i'm just like really digging it so it feels very it felt very interesting watching like a predecessor of that moment and i feel like i wish i could have spoken about her in this paper that i wrote last semester about like social media movements like where commentary yes commentary yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, well, because so I had heard of her before, mm-hmm. but I wasn't quite sure. She also looks a lot like my grandma, and I was like distracted by that the entire time. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, I asked my mom about her because I was like, you know who Friendly Woods is, and she's like, oh fuck yeah, I know who Friendly Woods is, and I was like, you tell, and she was like, oh, she just she's a very influential like person back in the you know seventies, eighties, nineties, like just because of her writing, because of her presence, and also like it's apparent throughout the show when you watch like how many people she knows that are in the 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 greater realm of arts and entertainment she's obviously she's really good friends with martin scorsese but also like um uh did she know mingus yep yep yep, mingus charles Charles mingus right um yeah yeah famous famous uh jazz musician like yes all these people like because you spent a lot of time talking about tony morrison um, is a very was a very close friend of hers yeah um I mean, she just hung out with, like, really cool people. And I I wonder what that says about, like, humans, right? Like, with this, um, the concept that's being thrown around a lot on social media right now is, like, parasocial relationships. So Mm -hmm. relationships that you put yourself in their place because you think you have, like, a closeness or friendship with them. Like, celebrities are, you know, um, the embodiment of parasocial relationship. People that you kind of, like, feel like you have an affinity towards and also want to be friends with and think you're almost friends with them um Mm -hmm. like barbs think they are with Nicki Minaj that is all I have to say about that yeah are are you a barb no I'm not oh okay I just was always called Nicki Minaj when I was growing up and I kind of hated it Nicki Minaj yes let's go to the beach anyway we'll talk about vines another day Uh, oh (laughs) that's one thing I've gone off track once um but um, yeah, I think it's really interesting that how how influential she was, and also just this is gonna sound like I'm saying something that's rude, and I don't mean it to be. But she, <laughs> for someone that doesn't have a super extensive body of work, not that she hasn't done work, but she's done a lot of nothing. No, and that's yet exactly she what did I mean. So much, you know what I'm saying? Like exactly, and and it's weird because like she knows all of these people, 
who in the time and even now like are these legendary figures and it's so strange to like have someone who's a little less like legend like more normal and more maybe she's a legend she's a legend for like not doing all you know what i'm saying like yeah she's a legend for legend's sake in the same way that people well i wouldn't say in the same way but it's a similar expression to you know when people say like the kardashians which is famous for being famous yes no i know exactly. yep. yeah, yeah no no i don't because i don't mean i i, I don't I, there's there's no equivalence there there's no comparison yeah no no, it's no just i a, would not yeah it's a similar a way of being like what does fran do and it's like oh she just shows up in things and i, I don't know, know how she's she gets just, paid money how there yeah well the other thing that i thought was interesting is like how she her like life story because they don't go too much into it it's not like a biographical thing by anything no. like you know it's really the, weird what is it i i it's that's, a, that's the other thing i don't know how, it's not a docuseries necessarily no. but it's not not a docuseries it's, it's not reality something. tv but it's not it, it talks about reality but it's not reality tv i guess no. and it's not fiction but it's not but, but it's not not creative yeah it's definitely it's creative non-fiction genre you know it's really it's it's and it's like martin score it's like two best friends having a conversation two friends having a conversation and you know what we're doing yeah yeah that's it i was i was gonna make a comparison but neither of us are in our 80s and or living in new york and or well she's only like 70 that's the other crazy thing is like she's done so much in her life and she's like not that old i consider her old to be like in the hundreds you yeah know, yeah no no no. i get that skewed. but yeah but i did think it was i'm sorry it was crazy just it also it's interesting the way the way the show has been written about because i mm-hmm. read a couple of reviews because like, that's just who i am um but i read a couple of reviews first not to like see if it was good or bad because i was probably gonna watch it anyway but like just to see to get a little more context because i was like did anyone Maybe, else know yeah. this was coming out because i didn't and mm-hmm. i guess nobody else did but a lot of it was um talked about nostalgia and what i thought was interesting about that is that seems to be a theme of the show overall but also you know the the way it was being talked about um you know online and in our articles and stuff was like makes us nostalgic for new york when it was open before you know we were all locked down but i think it still touches i mean and this is you know maybe reviewers just not giving away the entire show but there's so much nostalgia in the way that fran talks to marty and it's I think that's interesting because at the same time there seems to be a part of her that wants to stay away from that she seems like you know i don't want to be dwelling on the past that's like she she seems like she's trying to be an efficient person and so dwelling on the past is not necessarily an efficient thing to do on the other hand she spends so much time talking about the good old days without saying back in the good old days she just talks about them all the time and i wonder right like it it definitely for like a younger generation to watch that in especially in a post-pandemic world to see like okay right now I don't feel like we're in a post-pandemic world because my entire family in India is just like partying it up like it's side tangent it's my cousin's 11th birthday today in our time and yesterday in India time and um (laughs) they had people over and they were not really wearing masks and I was like you know in my and we were just like I yesterday night was the day that I broke down after a year of living like in this in this surreal pandemic world like I was just like this I can't so in this post-pandemic world where we're not gonna have this kind of like music concerts and shit like that until everyone's vaccinated but even more so like everyone is like given like a certificate and we like 
hope that no one forges anything, you know, shit like that. And we're like in these big spaces with crowds and trying to like have these experiences, but it feels like we're already 21, you know? It, it feels like we're like, where is the next ten, nine years gonna, like, what is it gonna look yeah. like? Well, it's really hard to look in the future. Yeah, I know. Like that, especially right now. It does pose an interesting, yeah, I, I, that's an interesting thing too. I do, I do think it's, uh, I don't wanna say interesting again, cause I've said it now about 20 times, but. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it, I just, it's thought provoking. The timing, yeah, it's thought provoking. And also the timing of it being released, like right, or not right now, but like, when, when did it come out? I, I think really December, have no thought I think. It came think. out like late December, yeah. early January, whatever it did. Um, like I thought, I, I don't know, just the idea of like it coming out when it does, like, you know, kind of and maybe in a way will, you know, hold some people over until, you know, New York opens back up again um, or even, you know, the country, the world, whatever. Like may- maybe it's one of those, like, remember what we're fighting for, that kind of thing. But at the same time, for for me, and I don't know how you felt about this, mm-hmm, but I was mm-hmm. very much like it just depressed me even more. Yeah. I was like because I hit a similar, a very similar wall this whole week. I've been like, yeah, I can't fucking do this again. I can't. Yeah, I can't do Zoom University. Yeah. I can't keep living. I have a decent relationship with my whole family. You know. Yeah. Comfortable living situation. It's all fine, and so I feel very lucky and very fortunate. But I just yeah, I fucking yeah. No, I get I get yeah. it. It's it's been like for me at least it's been a year because I showed up from India last sorry not last year two years ago December 2019 and um I showed up January 2020 and for the first like three weeks I was like I'm not gonna go out like why do I need to go out I'm just gonna stay at home and chill like where do I have to go and again I basically didn't go out properly until like February and things shut down and by the time we'd already been really really uh, like aware of the situation and there were already cases in uh washington when that was happening yeah. so it was just like okay now things shut down and it's been like a full year since i've like gone to the f- movie theaters like it's yeah. been a full year since i've you know eaten outside and done like it- it'll be a full year in like two months so it's not that big of a deal but it's wild and Fran is yeah. doing all these things and she did all these things in her 20s and she was like going out and hanging with the coolest people and yeah. living in the literally what I would consider still now um, the greatest city in the world <laughs> and like living this life that felt very like distant and unreachable for us yeah. well and even I think even in that time this is what I have trouble with and I have trouble mm. with this all the time I I know many older adults I read a lot of books, I read the news, I watch a lot of movies, I watch some TV. Yeah. The number of times I've either met people or heard from people of Fran's generation, roughly, who are like, oh yeah, I just moved to a different city when I was 15 because I wanted mm-hmm. to start over and do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, like, <laughs> what? I was on JV volleyball when I was 15. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what? This- it feels like it feels like I like I didn't waste anything and I'm you know again very lucky the way I grew up yes 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 yes. everything but it just it's so weird then when I hear it from other people again it's of a different generation and I'm like well you know because so so many generations apart that's the thing yeah because between those people are our parents millennials and then late millennials like this is a five generations apart kind of deal yeah and then there's us and like all the you know younger the younger kids kids are different well, it's, it's funny. Though. So I was actually, so it, um, it snowed today. 
it never snows in January and it didn't wow. even snow last year at all or the year before. So it snowed today. Um, and we went outside and like had a snowball fight and it was great. But I, on my street, there are a lot of kids, but I'm the oldest um, by, right. by four years. My brother's the next one. And there are some kids on the street that are his age. There's like three of them. And then the house next door of mine is um, they have four kids and they're between the ages of like nine and 14. Mm-hmm, they're a bunch mm-hmm. of younger kids. So it's great because they all get to hang out together and they all generally get along and stuff. Some of them go to school together, that kind of thing. It's great. But it was weird. So I was outside. I've always just hung out with the kids that are closest in age to my brother because that's that's who I got. Um, so, you know, we were outside and it was just it was really weird to see them like interacting together. Not that I haven't seen it before, but they're all 15, 16. My brother's almost 17. I'm almost 21. You're almost yeah, 21. Yeah, it's a yeah. weird thing to look at. We're not actually that far apart in age, but just to see the dynamic and then also to like the, the, the nine-year-old at my, you know, my next door neighbor. I, I mean, this sounds like a weird thing to say, but like, I remember when she did, wasn't alive. I remember when her parents weren't married, like, you know, all this stuff, like it's very, it's very weird, but also to consider that like, they're going through the pandemic also, but I can't gauge their awareness, obviously, because I mean, this is the first time some of those kids have ever talked to me. So like, yeah, it's it's hard to gauge awareness, but it's also hard to gauge like, what are they going to come out of this? Yeah, they're like, like, the repercussions. like they, don't have, they don't have a preconception necessarily of like, what Fran Leibowitz is talking about. And like, we no. shouldn't either, but you and I both consume a lot of media. And yeah, yeah, lot, yeah. That kind of thing. And so every, I feel like in every, that sense, we're... And that's, we're, we're yeah, we're like an anomaly almost. I just want to say also, that's the other thing, right? Because we consume that media. But also that media is created by the generation that hung out with Fran Leibowitz. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. feel relatable to us or it'll be like the generation. It never has. It never, it, has. It never has. It really has. And, and still, I think it's, I enjoy it. And I wish mm, sometimes that my life were more similar to that. But it's very hard to want to go back to that. because That's what I, I find really interesting, too, is like when I was, you know, eight and nine and I was like living through the mice, like post myspace era sort of like in the mm. weird period before facebook slash during facebook and it was like really strange um i remember like really wanting to be like a 90s kid right like like going to skate parks and oh, shit interesting. Like that. and i was always like i'm and i'm honestly i'll always say this like i probably would have been an emo kid in my like previous mm-hmm. life or scene <laughs> kid like i i just i really wanted to be and i probably could have been but yeah, I didn't like have the confidence to like go into Ulta and get like a bunch of eyeliner or uh, I wasn't white en- like I didn't feel white enough to, to do certain mm. things like literally pay myself like a geisha because because that's what they were doing because I just right. anyway it always like really surprised me that one not all Amer- not all of America looks the same right so like the place with yeah. the skate parks and the like parks that are walkable or like in a place that's like warm enough to be outside most of the year that's not where I live or where I've lived so yeah it's just really strange that these different ideas of America are never represented um throughout like media or throughout pop culture and what we see instead are like New York and LA and like we got mid-90s but we didn't like necessarily get something like early 2000s and it's in Seattle right. Washington like well, I actually think it's it's cool that you brought that up, too, because I was thinking about, the, like, as you're talking, like, the other thing about Fran is that she's very New York, which yes. is why, I mean, obviously, that's why it's set there. They talk about it, everything, you know, she's walking around on the model of the city, like, yeah, that's a completely about New York. Visual. Not, yeah. And it's not like we didn't know that going in. No. Because, like, all the promo stuff for it was, like, 
talking about New York and like, you know, the city is New York City, like everybody knows that. So that wasn't a surprise necessarily, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, some of the things she was saying, I was like, in a way for it to be relatable, you could make the argument that in order for that show to be relatable, all you have to do is like know people and just be be observant of people, not necessarily be a social person. You can be a social person and get it, but you could also be antisocial and just be a passive observer um, of humans in general. And a lot of the stories will be funny. On the other hand, I think also the you could spin that and flip it and say, actually, no, the only way for it to be truly relatable is if you live in New York City and understand New Yorkers and the people that live there. So then in that sense, it could be less relatable. I feel like you could make the argument either way. Like I thought most of it was pretty funny, but I've spent a lot of time I've, I've you know grown up in a metropolitan area mm-hmm. I've spent time on public transportation you know I am a fairly social person that kind of thing like I've done enough of that that I feel like yeah a lot of it made sense to me because there are just certain types of people in the world not necessarily you know specific to New York City on the other hand there were some things I was like yeah that doesn't fucking happen anywhere else yeah and that's the other thing with also like you can't ever find like a concentrated group or like in only now, like only in major cities, could you ever find a concentrated group of like literary and pseudo celebrity elite, right? Like people mm-hmm. in these circles of like musicians and artists and creatives, basically, that also we don't have that economy in that same way, like anymore, yeah, truly, we, we really don't. And like everything's decentralized and displaced. And you could be like in Minnesota or like Mr. Beast, who I, I'm so sorry to like bring him up, but I, I seriously think he's a very interesting creator to look at but Mr. Beast is in North Carolina mm-hmm. and that's just or so he's in the Carolinas and because of that he can do a lot of the things he's doing like you couldn't pay for homeless like for like 800 homeless meals in in LA with the same amount of money that you would in yeah. like the Carolinas it's just a different cost of living so it's really interesting to see where that's taken off and do, would we even consider them like true creators anymore because is if you're not doing an original form or original content yeah what are you adding well and, and i think that points creating. to something like like the idea just in general and i think the show encapsulates um this you know decently well is the idea of like uniqueness Not necessarily being special because special and unique are two different things but i think yeah there's the show is billed and i think intentionally so as like Fran Leibowitz, a unique mind. Martin Scorsese, a unique director. Putting them together because they're already friends because they're two new, unique people and yeah. unique people mesh well. But I think what's interesting is that, like, yeah, she's unique, kind of. But I actually, I've met plenty of people like Fran Leibowitz. I think the way she expresses herself can be unique sometimes. But I think part of it is that we decided, I say we as in the general, you know, you no, and I weren't I alive. But like the idea that, somebody was like she seems unique and that somebody was influential enough for other people to go oh yeah she is which in itself is a conformist thing to be like oh she's different and then just make everybody believe that same thing and yeah there were things about her that were different for her in her time but I think the idea of it being billed as a unique show about a unique person talking about unique things with a unique take on life I don't actually think as entertaining as I thought I I should say I thought the show was entertaining it was a nice quick binge it was fun but um I don't think it came off that way to me and maybe I'm cynical and maybe it's because I'm not the target age group but um it comes it comes around to this whole thing of like I I I don't know what do we consider unique especially right now because again almost everybody is 
in a similar situation of like having to stay home with the same people, doing the same things, day-to-day routines, whatever. Um, I mean, there are people who don't follow the rules. That's not, that's, that's a different issue. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. But like the idea that we're all in the same situation and the same, and the thing that you were talking about, about, you know, creators being spread out. There's also the whole thing about, you know, I mean, even for, it works for us, the way we're able to record a podcast, we've never had any professional experience. I don't know if that comes across, but (laughs) we're, we're, we're on opposite sides of the country. Yes. We're doing together in our bedrooms with different equipment and whatever and we're still putting it out there and we're putting it on spotify and we feel like we have something to say but um given the fact that we have like one listener a week you know it's not really reaching anybody um and that's okay because at least we get to talk to each other and at least we get to have this time together but you know are we are we also diluting the creativity and like you know that's such a like profound and stupid question to ask in my opinion because like yeah one humans have been doing shit like this like do you think cave paintings were were like really adding something new oh no. yeah people were like really just like okay we're gonna After tell the a story 50th tonight. one you're like yeah that's a fucking yeah. buffalo <laughs> no it, it, exactly so and I, I bet early humans were also like nice dude and that was it like there was nothing beyond like yeah. wow you really achieved enlightenment through cave paintings sir it's yeah it's I, and i think that's what humans always like forget is that we're also not meant to exist as humanity and like I feel like this is like such a biological question but like we're supposed to exist in groups of like 20 people 30 people right like Mm -hmm. originally and when we started getting together as cities that completely changed the game and we started to like need to do a lot of weird and crazy shit like slavery and caste to to like yeah Yeah. to differentiate but like, let's go back to the groups of like 30 and think about like a person like Fran Lebowitz hanging out with all the, like, she's like a traveling nomad meeting like a lot of different groups of 30 and talking to you about it. The thing is, there'll be like a thousand of those traveling nomads. And that's what we see today, right? People yeah. who know a lot of different people and like have these connections in a very interesting way or like are doing these not like not very, um, you don't necessarily think they're monetarily inspired but interesting things Mm -hmm. and somehow making money or somehow making their name a name for themselves and I I really wonder what it would have been like to watch her like become a person that was recognizable and was like a like a cultural icon because I don't understand that right now yeah because we didn't we weren't around for it like truly weren't I mean my yeah no yeah there's no world in which I would have yeah known about it nope um yeah well and also I think this all just in general points to like do we need special and like not again not that we can answer this question but do we need special do we need unique and I think yeah we do but also I think like do do we need everybody to be like I'm this is I don't know how to say this without sounding like a complete dick but like no no, no like do we need do we need a Fran Leibowitz do we need not that I don't like her and I think she's entertaining but do we need the fucking do we do we need somebody to be like I have something to say like fuck you sit down everybody has something to say like <laughs> okay, okay first of all that was me snapping because I'm sorry I'm too liberal arts but no that's literally the question <laughs> that is the question why like what what is the a purpose of Fran, Le- Fran Leibowitz brings to the to the tapestry yeah, of culture filler and I feel like I think the I thing mean, about that's great. Her, I, I think yeah, it's well, and that's the thing. Great. I have no problem with filler. That's we, you and I were talking about. Um, and it was a while ago, but you and I were talking about like, I wish uh, nothing, quote unquote, nothing movies would come back. 
just one-offs yes. a moonstruck yeah. uh, an annie hall or something you know like just annie hall mm, well i really I don't, don't want woody allen to come back but um... oh yeah no, no certainly not but like, no, no, no. Uh, like yeah Midnight no i guess again that's another Woody <laughs> Allen, but like that's one of my favorite movies. A lot of a lot of Woody Allen. Is I can't a lot of stop naming movies. Woody Allen movies, but you know oh, something Jesus. like a one-off, not not an adaptation, not a Palm franchise. Just... A Palm Springs, and I need to watch it because I'm stupid. Or pop star, like I need to watch it. Oh, yeah. God. Or like just the so... Hot Fuzz Cornetto trilogy. Those were nothing. Like what? They're not bringing anything to social commentary. Yeah. Well, and also like I for one forgot that it was like a trilogy like it wasn't they weren't in any way connected no. it was just the, the same creators yeah and, and, doing and the same, same actors like, yeah, act- <laughs> no problem with that like that's totally fine and like not to say that there isn't still room Mm-mm. for franchises and i guess this is maybe where i'm sounding a little bit like martin scorsese but like can we bring back the other movie that said though i think a, scorsese movies a- are so different and like but, but, i i feel like you can't even those aren't nothing movies those are scorsese movies and those aren't one no, but, like but they the, have a you're brand not, you're not like necessarily sound like scorsese because you're actually um at the end of the day you also value the blockbusters and also the yeah. commercial shit and, and i don't think marty does i i don't think he fully yeah. wants to because he knows that it's a sign of a changing industry and the yeah. thing is well, when also- he showed up when he showed up the industry changed he changed the industry yeah now if feige's doing He's not letting why other people you- do it yeah why do you yeah. care it's such an well, old also- person uh He's he's also relatively establishment. Not to say that he doesn't have oh, he interesting is. and new ideas, but he's no, he is part of the establishment because he again he changed the industry and now it's changing again. And he was in the middle of there. But I think that also connects back to the um, Fran Leibowitz discussion of like both like I think if you point it out to Fran Leibowitz that like maybe you are a, you know a member of the established. I don't know, yeah. pseudo intellectual society or whatever you want to call it, slash humorist. Um, yeah, humorist. I, I feel like as a joke, she would agree with you and she'd be like, yes, of course, I agree. Like, yeah, I'm definitely the establishment, but like, what about it? Fuck you. But I feel like there would definitely be, because again, just because I've met so many people that just are, seem to have a very similar personality and yeah. based off of not meeting her, but like, you know, I feel like she would be disappointed that that, like, I don't know. I feel like she and Marty come from, again, because they're such good friends, I feel like they come from a similar place of like, but I don't want to, but I want to still be fun and unique and special. And like, yeah, you were. Let somebody else be. And so mm-hmm. it's filler TV. It was well shot, well executed filler TV, I think. My mom was really taken with her. I think she definitely enjoyed the fact she likes old people. <laughs> yeah, and I do I mean, too. I, I think I think they like have a lot of cool things to say and I'm, I'm definitely like not someone who shies away from talking to grandparents if I need to. Oh, I've always loved talking to adults more than people my own age. For that I reason. I have a very close relationship with all of them, but I don't like phone conversations. And that's my, that's always been my case, like ever since I was a child. But when I'm in the room with them, I'm the only grandkid that's actually, you know, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I, I think it's really interesting to see this weird thing. And again, Fran, also like, if we're talking about grandparents, like my grandma would have been like a mom you know by my age both of my grandmothers would have been moms by my yeah age. me too and that's no i i don't want to move to a city at 15 they no thank you i can barely move to a city when i'm 22 i'm pretty sure so i cities were yeah. way cheaper and way more like in like they didn't have as many limits aids didn't exist when you moved there sir you you don't have to care about like 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. just no, I mean, it makes sense. Culture. But then at the same time, gay people can get married and were like very obviously persecuted when they were, you know, identified as gay in certain towns and certain places. And now that's mm-hmm. not as much the case anymore, right? Not that Boys Don't Cry was the one that fixed it, but. Um, <laughs> thank you, Hillary Swank. Thank you, Hillary Swank. You survived, we think, or you skipped. I hope you didn't, because this will be under an hour. So fuck you if you skipped. But also, please don't leave, because you're the only person listening. Um, yeah, that was our that was our short discussion on Fran Leibowitz and Martin Scorsese and old people and nostalgia and how we wish we could get out of this fucking time loop that we're all stuck in. Anything to add, Nikki? <laughs> oh, uh, just that. Uh, Fran Leibowitz thinks she's unique and special like the millions of other people who think they're unique and special. Yeah. Because... And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, it's There's not... also nothing wrong with not being unique and special. No. It is a conversation to make myself feel better, but, you know. Oh, no, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so weird, right? Like, adults, you would always tell me that, like, unique and special don't exist because sometimes my adults were a little yeah. insane. Um, no, like, no, it does. You, you're your own person. Fuck that. But, you know there's yeah, some limits i've always been a proponent of exactly that be our own person but there are limits you should know that there are limits there's not yeah I, I, I do not agree with the sentiment of like do whatever you want everyone get up get out of my way i am woman hear me i, I, I am woman. At, at all um yeah no there are there are limits there should be yeah i think but be happy, you know? Like, that's a... Weird. Yeah, okay, exactly. Well, and honestly, if this whole thing made Fran happy, and this whole thing, you know... I'm 100% happy, sure it did. I'm, I'm 100% sure it did, and that's why um, she's so excited to, like... It's a passion be, project, yeah. and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I just... I think Please, the, ult- the moral of the story, if you will, is, uh, yeah, do, do what you're gonna do and whatever, but don't expect everyone else to, like, think you're the greatest. I don't know. Do I say pretend it's a city? What do I say? What? Well, what's a way to catchy phrase end this off? Pretend it's a podcast. Pretend this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>